0: Welcome to another episode of Kisses and Conversations. I'm your girl
1: Ashley Ray, along with Hi everybody, I'm April. And your girl, Duprina. All right, and tonight in this studio, live from Detroit. We got Pastor Isaiah Petway. I've known him a long time. A
2: long time. (laughs) Yes.
1: All right. And so tonight's whole topic is all about dating in religion. So we talk about a lot of um, topics when it relates to dating here from dating apps, interracial dating, um, you know, social justice topics in dating, whatever it is. But tonight we're about to talk about. The real deal for 2020 religion and dating. Yeah. So Isaiah, I'm gonna hit you with the first question. I'm ready. Cause Let's we like go. to go right into it. Let's go. Don't hold back. I'm All ready. right. Let's so go. my question is: So I'm already married, mm-hmm. and um, so when I was dating, I ran into some characters. Uh huh. Um, but one of my main things was always like at least believe in God. Yeah. You know, at least be believing in God. So my question for you is: When it comes to dating and relationships. How early do you think that someone should start the conversation about religion? Should they do it during the dating process or when they actually make it official?
2: That's a good question. I think that it depends on where your relationship with God, your belief system puts that as a priority. Mm -hmm. If that is a major priority in your life, if faith and uh, religion is a center focus for you, then that needs to be early in the conversation because it will shape a lot of your engagement uh, moving on. From there, right? And so you want to get those things out early. Um, I don't know that I would say necessarily on the first date,
0: but (laughs) early enough
2: on where as the relationship or the interaction begins to take shape, uh, those things are known. And so uh, it depends on your priorities. For some people, uh, whether Christian or other religion, their religion or their faith is not necessarily central, right? right? It's a part of what they do, but it's not central. So if that's not your priority, I wouldn't say that that needs to be done early. But if it's a priority for you, if it, if, if it governs your life, if it's your way of engaging in the Mm -hmm. world, then that needs to happen pretty early because you don't want, you want to avoid that tension coming later after feelings are involved and things of that sort. So I would say, depending on your priorities, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, You are your pastor.
2: I am.
3: Okay, so... And a young one.
2: (laughs) That's right. I am young. Don't let April get you. Listen, that's all right. I'm young. Let's tell the truth about it. So,
0: okay, so what I want to know is, as far as religion, Mm -hmm. so I'm a person um, who's dated... This is so embarrassing, but I used to be a professional dater. So I have dated people in several different types of religious organizations, Mm -hmm. and I personally don't really believe in um structuralized religion Mm -hmm. so does a person that you're dating have to be in the exact organization as you or do they just have to have some type of belief system
2: the question that you asked is an interesting one because you stated it in the terms of have to right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And no one gets to determine what has to be in your life but you. Mm. So you get to be the one to determine what has to be in your interactions and your engagement. Not the leaders of your church, not the leaders of your religion, you. Uh, So that's the first thing. What I will say is, first of all, as a Christian pastor, Mm -hmm. um, I do not believe Christianity to be a religion. I practice Christianity as a faith. Mm -hmm. Those are two totally different things. Mm -hmm. Religion is man's attempt to reach God. Christianity is about man, God reaching to man. Those okay. are two completely different things. So with that, I think what you have to determine is the value system you want to operate in in your life.
0: Okay, now, wait, because you're not answering my question. I am about to answer <laughs> your no, question. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying, like, it's just a lot of... um a lot of talk before No, I, it's
2: not talk, but you gotta know. Like you, you, exactly. <laughs> you so talk, no, but I wanna but know You gotta understand the logic. You no, have to I've, understand the logic in order to get the question. Listen. The answer to the question is. I'm a logical is, person. You don't and that's why I'm to.
0: asking you, your I'm asking you, not other people. I'm saying you, for you, does that have to be if for you, you? If
2: you're gonna ask me the question though, you gotta you have to understand my logic. I'm the one answering the question. Mm. So here it is. I'm saying Thank that you. for for a person. That operates by faith, mm-hmm. I, I, my concern is whether what is your value system. Okay. So it's not necessarily what religion you are a part of, it's your value system. Now, for me as a Christian, would I date somebody outside of my outside of my faith? Probably not. Okay. But that's for me. That's not for me to say to another Christian, you can't date a Muslim, or to say another right. to another and, Christian and that's, you can't date a Muslim. And I him. get
0: that. That's what I was saying. Like I wasn't really? asking. About other people I was just specifically Asking about you, well, you I, I get me. what you you're saying You gotta let me get to it though
2: You that? gotta let me get to it though I, I see you I'm the, the, f- f- the fire <laughs> I'm just a straight She well, is I'm the fire But a a you, gotta, you gotta guess On you know your know show saying? though You gotta guess On your show So I'm you gotta saying. work With your <laughs> guest though You gotta work With your guest too I'm just you trying To get the answer You know we Got 30 minutes You gotta work <laughs> With your guest too though 30
3: minutes Okay Alright So Like I know That you're You're a young pastor And I have to ask you Are you Are you single
2: I am single I am divorced Okay so
3: so, I mean, I have a couple questions, but I guess I'll just jump right in. Um, single men in the church, first of all, most most Christian churches are full of single women. So mm-hmm. how is your experience as a single person, a single man in the church? I mean, are there women getting at you all the time, <laughs> looking for their husband?
2: <laughs> so, d- yes. Um, oh, my God. Not just, I will say that, yes, there are definitely women who and try I have a to, follow
3: up have <laughs> a yeah, there are women who
2: try to en- engage with me once they find out that I'm single, especially when they find out that I'm a single pastor. Um, but I will say that it has been my experience that I haven't had anyone be disrespectful, um, to me or to me as a, a pastor or anything like that. So, but that's natural. I mean, if you have one man in the, in the sea of women, there, there's going to be some kind of interaction like that. Uh, so I, I have experienced that to answer your question.
3: So, I mean, and I don't know where you are as far as dating and everything because I, I can't assume that you are dating people in your congregation, but there's been pastors in my DMs. Mm-hmm. So there how is does. that for you as a young pastor? You know, like if 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 you are on that path to finding a, another wife uh-huh. potentially, um, how do you navigate that as a as a single man in a church?
2: A couple of things. Uh I'm not in a rush to be married in any form or fashion any rush so let's start there (laughs) second of all um i the whole dming i have rules that i operate by one i don't date anybody in my church Uh, i I was talking to an individual uh and it it was progressing and i told him don't come to my church you come to my church i'm pastor petway outside of (laughs) this you're in a relationship with isaiah you come to my church at the point at which you cross that threshold i'm pastor petway they crossed that threshold, so now our relationship has changed, and I won't engage with because I don't engage with people like that in my church. That responsibility is too sacred to me, uh, so I st- I stay away from people in my congregation. Um, but have I have I dated people with faith and go to other church? Absolutely, uh, and more so for me, it's a matter of values and systems and whether or not we click uh even beyond our faith do i like you as a person you could be a good you could be a christian and i still don't like you you know what i'm saying so that that's a concern for me yeah yeah
3: yeah i guess i guess my thing was you know like i said a lot of most black churches the congregations are mostly women Mm -hmm. so that is just you know it's true of mine
2: (laughs) it's true of mine as well
3: probably swipe them off (laughs) (laughs)
2: luckily i have safety guards around me i have older family members who are members of my church uh one of my aunts in particular and she is she has a watchful eye and she'll pull me real quick and say uh watch yourself right there you know (laughs) stuff like that so that that helps you as a single man as a single person in general you have to have safeguards around you uh that you can honor and be accountable to
1: Okay, so one of my questions uh just kind of popped in my head just now so not only are you single uh pastor, but you also are a father I am right so you raising a whole nother man I am okay with the same name I am. you know <laughs> so when it comes to you and who you decide to date um are you really like tech this is all for you this question is mm-hmm. for you are you really looking for? another wife if it happened it happened are you looking for somebody to you know be that person for after your son grows up and go to college and you mean i know of course religion is going to relate to this mm-hmm. but is is that something that's important to you when it comes to um dating somebody and them being around your son
2: so i will say the first thing for me is are you a good person uh i i operate by a rule i don't i don't my son doesn't meet anyone until i know that this is something serious and this could go anywhere uh if if that's not the case you don't get to know my son you don't need to know that um i don't hang out with people when i call it daddy duty i don't hang out i don't date when i'm on daddy duty daddy duty is primary so if he's with me and we're not at a point where you can meet him yet then we gotta hang out later like we gotta do something else Uh, But with that said, in looking for whoever I am in a committed relationship with next, um, they would have to align with values for family and priority for me in order for that to be in order for that to be a thing. Um, So to answer your question, yes, uh, I do want to it would matter for me because if you can't. Uh if you can't be a good person and a good person around my son, and then there's nothing for us to talk about there's no reason for us to have any level of engagement. Mm.
3: Mm.
0: You actually took my question
1: oh
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask about like um <clears throat> as far as dating like you're, you you have to be serious of course, if they're gonna how do you determine like when it's serious? So is it like, um, oh, you know, it's been three months. It's been going pretty well. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that this person is is genuine and worthy of possibly meeting. Not saying that this is the person you're going to marry, but you're serious Mm -hmm. enough with her to meet your child. Like, is there a time frame on that? Or?
2: No, it's more so a feeling for me Mm -hmm. at the point at which I feel like I can trust you. I can trust your intent. I can trust your... Uh, value system all of that that's more so what I'm looking for okay Uh, because the other thing is I respect his mother too much to put him in a situation where she would have to question me about who he's around Mm. Uh, and so I it would it's a matter of trust for me Mm -hmm. a matter of values and things like that and then that would need to be a conversation with his mom even before that happens so uh, it's not necessarily a time frame it's more so do I trust you yet? Do, right. I, mm-hmm. do I trust you in that way where I, I can see you as a good enough person for me to be with you around my son?
0: Mm. Okay, one more thing. Mm-hmm. Hi. Okay, so we saw this like little cute flyer okay. that you were on, right? And oh, it you saw said, it the flyer. Uh, yeah, somebody <laughs> sent it to us. Oh, cool, cool. And I um,
1: believe it said, what, Duprina? It was something, you against you, you Nick, know, the sermon we did this morning. morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's what I was going to ask about. What is that? Well, I feel like everybody has like two parts to them. Mm-hmm. Like one is usually ego, one is usually soul. Absolutely. So, um, is ego? Do you have that? Like, is one a part of you? Ego, of ego and the Ooh. other part is soul. Is that what the versus is? <laughs> it's, it's, That's what I'm saying. Ultimately,
2: yes. Okay. Um okay. I, I, I didn't. I don't. I didn't discuss it in those terms, but oh. absolutely, <laughs> I think you just helped me with next week's sermon. Oh, okay. oh, so awesome. I'm gonna give you a shout out. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Um,
2: but. Yes. And that's exactly what it is. Each of us are born innately with two warring natures on the inside of us uh, that often, if we're not careful, we'll sit in conflict with one another, whether we want to do good, we want to do bad, whether and it's not just matter of good and bad. It's more so, you know, you got lazy, you and productive, you exactly. You got, you, you know, you got faithful, you and I don't give a. You like right. you, you know what I'm saying? And you, you're constantly; <laughs> yeah. those things are constantly warring in you, and you have to do battle with that daily. And the choice is yours. You get to choose who wins, right? And and who wins in that? And so we have to be mindful of that. If we, because if we don't. The the you that we, the us that we do not control will destroy all of us. Mm. The point of the sermon today was the the greatest victory that you will have is over the you, uh, over subduing the you that could destroy all of you. Amen. Um, so mm-hmm. you got to be careful.
0: <laughs> I always say that um, the loudest voice is your ego. Yes. The soft that you hear that you want to ignore, like, what? what? That's who you really should be listening yeah, to. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I always cool say that, you. like.
2: I promise you I'm quoting you next week. Listen, I think okay, well let me make okay. sure I write my name right,
1: so. <laughs> I
0: promise you I am. I'm just so, saying I'm just I'm just a person that's very in in tune with that and yeah. sometimes I have to check myself like
1: mm. that was
0: all ego, sis. Yeah.
3: yeah. All right. Well, you did, you know, you did let us know that you were um you that you are divorced. Mm-hmm. So you married pretty young.
2: I did, twenty-three.
3: Oh now and I've t- had this discussion with different so how did you know well first of all at probably at the time you knew that that was you Mm
2: -hmm.
3: did you feel that god told you that you were supposed to be married or you feel like God? i felt like
2: it was the appropriate thing for me to do at the time Mm. with regard to me as a person and my and my faith walk where i was at yes Mm.
3: and um you know threw me off now with that (laughs) one i'm sorry no 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 it's fine it's fine because like i said i i guess that was kind of a loaded question or a leading question because I feel like I've talked to young men that were in the church very young mm-hmm. and and there's a thing and I grew up in, in a, a Pentecostal Holiness Church mm-hmm. and sometimes younger people feel this pressure, right? Mm-hmm. For different reasons. Sometimes it's because they want to sew their loins mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, what was your reason?
2: I was not pressured at all um both myself and my wife are two my ex-wife we're completely logical people so we were so like uh, that's for the birds we got careers we were in co- we met our first day move in day into college at university of michigan so we were both about our grind we were trying to get degrees so it was like eh, marriage they thing thinking wait i like you you hanging around you know and i want to say just <laughs> okay. for for the record because so many times when you hear people saying they're divorced it's like oh something must have happened is i my ex-wife is literally one of the most amazing people in the world, like she is still one of the best people Look, I know.
3: Your son is nodding in the back. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, you know,
2: she's an amazing. She's an amazing woman. Um, it it just didn't it didn't work out for us. Uh-huh. And I'm grateful for we were together 15 years. So I'm grateful for the fact that we spent that time together. Um, but I didn't feel pressured. I knew for her it was a matter of the connection between the two of us, and I thought we could grow uh, mm. together, and that that growth with her was going to be beneficial to me. Mm. So um but yeah it it definitely is pr- pressure present in the church because it's whole this the whole maria burn thing right like oh you know what I'm saying you you want to be say you you want to keep yourself Get get married, <laughs> and then you mess around, and then people get married, and then they done, they they mess around and marry somebody that they really was just trying to get uh, it in with. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they cause so much, all, all kinds of issues. So yeah, I don't. That's not the. That's not what I subscribe to. I I think that there's a better way for us to have interactions and talk about things like sex and all of that, and not have to put ourselves in a predicament where we cause issues later.
1: Mm. Mm. Okay, so that brings me to one of my questions, because I was trying to slide into it, but since you kind of mentioned that activity. Mm -hmm. It's called sex, girl. We all (laughs) go (laughs) on. I was wondering, because, you know, she was talking about pressure with getting married. What about... The pressure, you know, some, you, we have these reality shows that you see on TV, mm-hmm. and they always make the person that say they're waiting for marriage before sex. They always point out the girl who's 30 and, and a virgin, or whatever the case may be. So when it comes to sex, religion, and dating, mm-hmm. do some people really think that they're going to, like, I don't know, burn in hell if they have sex before marriage?
2: There are some people who believe that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, they do. So my my but my question is, when it comes to people who date and they are like strong about their religion, you personally, your personal opinion, mm-hmm. do you think it's like kind of harder than, for those people to like find people to date, or should they only just try to focus on people who think exactly like them when it comes to, um, you know, sex before marriage?
2: I don't think it's good for you to ever focus on any. Thing where the people only think like you mm. i think that's so i think that's Absolutely. so limiting i think you you do yourself a disservice when you only engage with people who look who think like you that that just doesn't make sense to me and so to answer that part of your question no um but the whole sex thing before marriage again as a as opposed to it being a conviction of a faith or religion what is your personal conviction? Right. What do you feel like that? What do you feel about that as a person? Mm-hmm. So, if, you, if your conviction as a person, Paul says something that's very interesting. Paul said, All things are lawful to me, but not all things are expedient. And what that means is, I can't do it. The question is, is it right for me to do mm-hmm. for me? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the problem in Christianity with all of these things is that we remove agency. Right, it's it's well. My pastor told me, or or the Bible said, <laughs> yeah. or the, okay, let, like, let's stop. What what we your, your or experience that
0: was right on your
2: experience with God, your experience with God. What does it say, God? You have a consciousness. You have a God-given mm-hmm. consciousness. Mm-hmm. What does your God-given consciousness? Allow you to have as a personal conviction mm. if that personal conviction tells you that you need to be responsible with your body and all of that and you shouldn't have sex before marriage by all means govern yourself accordingly. If you can ha- if you believe that you're the kind of person that you can handle that and not develop a significant amount of baggage because of that but you can still engage. That's on you. That's between mm-hmm. you and God, and I, I'm not concerned about you in your bedroom exactly. because I want yes. you in mine.
3: Amen. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you just made me think of something. So you seen that that show, Mary at First Sight? Yeah. Where the young lady she has saved herself, and they it's it basically it's a show where they kind of like do this arranged marriage. They marry somebody that they meet at the altar, right? Mm-hmm. They meet them at the altar. I love the show. Oh, you so you're you're. Oh, I'm very familiar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so you you seen? I forget the young lady's name, but her and the guy got along really great, but she was very reluctant to, to, I mean, obviously they had just met each other, Mm -hmm. but they were technically married, right? And they never consummated the marriage. And he felt like she just wasn't mature enough. There's this kind of thing, I think, when you you grow up in a church that it's, like, very taboo to even, like, discuss it, you Mm -hmm. know? And even myself, I feel like I didn't even realize, like, I don't even think I even had, like, a sexual, like, appetite, I guess. And I had after I had two kids, right? Like, well, like I even go to Catholic school. Right? Right. And, uh, <laughs> when I should have been out there thought about, and I was like, you know, you
2: just <laughs> said and Okay. okay.
3: <laughs> no, but like my twenties, I thought I was boot. I thought I was trying to get married. Me too, April. And um, but then it, but, like those are the times where I feel like you should, whether whatever faith or whatever, you should be trying to f- find yourself, right? Mm-hmm, right, in whatever way it is. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, going back to that, but she was married to this guy and she just didn't feel comfortable sexually, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So how do people, you know, I mean, from your experience and as a pastor, right, that may have mm-hmm. people that come to you with these questions about sex and how they, you know, it's a natural thing. People express it. How do mm-hmm. you go around that in the church? How we discuss that? Do, do they come the to you about The fact that all
2: three of y'all just turned to me like about <laughs> sex? they? what is your answer? Do, do, they, come to do about... they
0: come to you about sex?
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say that I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say it's a lot of older people. So but people around my age and younger. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We we have. Mm. And this is the thing. Right. Because to your point, it's so taboo. And that's the problem is that we have to have conversation about it. Talk about it. My son is nine years old. We've had conversations about sex already. Right. I do mean, mm-hmm. with my kids my son yeah. be
3: like, hey, I don't want to hear it. I'd be like, oh, you going to you hear about to day? hear this today. Yeah. Right? You know what <laughs> I'm saying?
2: Like, we need, and, and that's the problem because we develop these false narratives and these false myths that then make all of that complicated mm-hmm. when in reality, it's something that you need to know about because it's going to be a part of your life unless you decide you're going to be a monk or go to a monastery <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But it's a, it's a part of life and we have to be open to have that discussion. And so, they do come to me, and they'll they'll ask me, well, you know, what should I do? What do I think? And at the end of the day, you, if you're not mature enough to understand the consequences that come with it, the privileges that come with it, regardless to your age, regardless to your experience, then my advice is always, you don't need to be doing that right exactly. now, because that means that you're not ready for it. But if you're in a if you're in a place where you feel like you know you you're mature enough to handle whatever that is, then that's a decision you have to make. It would be hypocritical of me because when I got married. I'll, I'll tell you, my my ex wife, we she she hadn't had sex. Me, I had. So mm-hmm. it it would be hypocritical of and I was in the church. I was preaching. I started preaching like I said. When I, was 14. I
3: have pastors yeah, in my I knew DMs. It. Yeah, okay. I started preaching I was like, 14. you again, <laughs> buddy, but you are human. Yeah,
2: but, but the great the great thing about it, and, and I have to shout out mm-hmm. my adopted parents who were pastors. The great thing about it was they raised us, but they never and we were all in church, and I was a preacher and another one of my brothers was a preacher, but they never let us forget that we were teenagers and we were human. Right. And they allowed us to have space to do that. Mm-hmm. So we had, you know what I'm saying, there were times where my 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 mom, my sister-in-law would come home and be like, I know y'all was doing such and such and such. Mm-hmm. We need to sit down and talk about, but th- we had a safe space to be us, you know, and, and have those conversations. And it made a difference mm-hmm. in how we navigated growing up in church and having relationships and engaging and things of like that sort. And it makes a difference. And so my question is always, are you mature enough to handle this? Do you know what you're getting yourself into? Do you, do, you, do you understand that, you know, you're not just sharing your body with somebody, you're sharing your emotions, you're mm. share, Do you understand that? Right. And if you are not mature enough, you're not at a point where you can't... Don't do it mm. because it comes with too many other things. It comes with too many other issues that you can have for the rest of your life.
0: Mm-hmm. This is the last thing I'm gonna say to Prina, and then I'm gonna hit this back to you. So I just <laughs> wanted you to actually reiterate something that I feel was very important. Mm-hmm. You stated that people need to understand that that the choices that they make are between them and God, mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be walking around. Oh, can I just do this voice real? Pastor said, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was All a the theater time. major, but it's just <laughs> a, like what you said was like a uh, hammer on a nail. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the term. Mm-hmm. But yes, that people should be more concerned with like what feels, what is right for them and mm-hmm. their relationship versus what someone else is Telling them. Mm-hmm. I just want you to reiterate yeah, that. That's it's, it's very nope. easy
2: to get the voice. <laughs> it's very easy to get the voice of the guider mm-hmm. confused with the voice of the one who's giving you the mission. Mm-hmm. Right. And our, our jo- job as pastors is to help guide people. I'm not the one who puts you on this journey. He did. I, I, my job is to help you along the way. That. That's literally the word pastor is a nomadic term. It means to come alongside. Mm-hmm. And so my My job is to help you. And it's. Oh, I believe it's okay to, you know, of course, listen to your pastor. Take your pastor's advice, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to the decision, when it comes down to what you do, That needs to be between you and God Mm -hmm. because the truth doesn't matter. Is your pastor dealing with his own stuff, his or her. Let me be clear Mm -hmm. because we, his or her stuff, Mm -hmm. they're, they're dealing with their own stuff. They're figuring it out themselves. They have their own flaws. They have their own weaknesses, their own biases. And so you, you, you live this life and you only get one. So you need to be comfortable with the decisions you make in your life. Good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. You need to be good with that and Mm -hmm. let that be what it is.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank you. So, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, but before we go and get out of here and do our little Such cute funny. outro... Um Can you tell me a little bit? Like I know you since kindergarten, and I I always tell people crazy. I know, right? I always tell people I knew in kindergarten he was gonna be a pastor. Okay, (laughs) we already knew.
2: That is hilarious.
1: The the name is a pastor. Okay, (laughs) so when you say you've been preaching since fourteen, I'm like I already knew. So can you tell us a little bit about you know the the church that you like pastor at or whatever? Absolutely.
2: Um, I have the privilege of pastoring Beth Eden Missionary Baptist Church. Um, it is on the west side of Detroit, 15820 Wyoming, mm. uh, between Puritan and the Lodge Freeway. I've been the pastor there now for seven years. Mm. Um, and That's
3: God's number. That's what they say. Listen, that's the number <laughs> of completion. Come on now. <laughs> number? Uh, no,
2: no, I'm, I'm starting to feel a tone in my voice. Don't do that to me. Right. Um, but the church itself is 60 years old, um, and we have grown to the point now where we are a multi-generational church. Uh, my goal as a pastor was to pastor a church where granddaughter, mama, grandma could all come and get something out of it. Uh, you have churches that are millennial churches, older churches. I didn't okay. want to pastor a church like that. I wanted to pastor a multi-generational family church that families could come and get something out of the experience. And uh, God has blessed us to grow where we've been able to do that. Um, and yeah, it's a wonderful ministry. We f- focus is on four things, faith, family, fitness, and finance. Mm. That's, the, that's the pillars of our, our church. Everything that we do uh, falls in one of those things. We believe in you having a strong, faith. We believe in you being responsible, having strong finances. We believe in you being healthy, fit, living your life healthy. And I'm not just talking about oh, I believe God gonna heal me. No, put <laughs> put, put the pork down. Put and, that sugar and, down. And, and, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Stop drinking pop. But well, he's leading by example.
3: Society. Look at the muscles.
2: Well, you know, I lost. The, I, that was it's my. I lost 157 pounds oh, after, you after, 30, the, digits
0: yeah. after the and show. Then, <laughs> So, I got you, son. <laughs> and then family,
2: you know, be making sure that because the rock of the church, God created the family before he ever instituted the church. And so many times church becomes so central that we don't focus on family. Mm-hmm. And so we, we really uh, try to promote family and that family environment and atmosphere. So. Yeah, that's us. B.E. Nation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and get ready to go get on out of here. Make sure you guys follow our like page and our Instagram page at Kisses and Combos on Instagram and Kisses and Conversations on Facebook. You know, you can follow all of us on there. We post often. Well, more often. Not often. Anyway, um, you can find any of us online. We will be reposting clips and whatever throughout the week. Uh, Again, like I said, this is our last episode of the summer series, but we will be back with our full episodes all about dating. Um, Make sure you check us out online.
3: And if you guys have anything, any stories you want to share, we always listen. We always want to welcome male voices onto the always. show. Always, that's this the is whole what point. The story, this is what the show is about. So then,
2: if, please have me come back. I would, okay. You
3: know what? I to love come that. Back. <laughs> 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 Don't play. You might be the first guest. Right. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our F- regular you know. series. I'm there. But yes, I'm but there. you can you can follow us on um all platforms. I'm April at April Frankly on all platforms.
0: I am Ashley Ray on Facebook. I am Ashley Ray eight one seven on Instagram. Follow my blog page. Let's talk Ray style. Oh yeah, the on voice on Facebook.
3: Yes, That's Ashley right. Ray the voice. You it's hear in this? And ca- send the cash apps too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> listen. It's Ashley Ray eight one seven too. If you're feeling That's generous, all. you know. Hey. Listen, the more you share, I share. I pass okay. it along. I'm not I stingy at all. <laughs> all right. We
3: just passed the plate for the first time. Right? We did. That's it. What's that? <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all already
1: know who I am. Preena Dean, what you mean? Preena Dean everywhere online. Y'all know how to follow me. <laughs> um, so we're going to go ahead and head up out of here. Kisses, mooches.